It's Wednesday, and that means James Rapine and Tony Wiggins are here with you on Locked On NFL. We're going to talk about preseason predictions on awards, and we'll do it in just a second here on Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hola, what up? What's happening? Arriva Dirty, all of those things. What's going on? What's good? We back in the saddle together again for the first time in a couple of weeks because of my vacation. I think James had one not too long ago. So we decided to line it up today here on Locked On NFL. We're going to have a little fun with you guys. What's up, Jamie? Line it up, huh? That's that's definitely a barber's line. So that's you right. definitely can tell which one one of us is cutting hair. No, it's, it's a, good to see you. I'm excited to, to be back with you, and we are are packed on a football Wednesday here on Locked On NFL. Let's just tell everybody we're proud to be your first listener of the day. We thank you for joining us on the Locked On NFL podcast. And we're free on all platforms. Make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast. Let's get into it, man. We're going to talk awards already, preseason predictions on First segment, offensive rookie, I mean, offensive rookie, offensive player of the year. Second segment, defensive player of the year. Third segment, we're going to talk three things, either comeback player, either or comeback player of the year, most improved player or rookie of the year. I think we're going to have a great power pack show for you. So let's not waste any time, James, who you got for offensive player of the year in 2022. Well, this is tough. Because I, I think there are some some really good candidates, right? Like, I, I think, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, Russell Wilson for MVP. Well, I think he could be Offensive Player of the Year this year. I think he could put up huge numbers. Offensive-minded coach, better offensive line, weapons, even with Tim Patrick's injury, all of those things. And, and so he's one of the many, right? I think Devontae Adams could go to, to the Raiders and post huge numbers again, and we could see him doing just that. But to me... There's a guy in, in Cincinnati that I cover mm. <laughs> that, that has had to get asked about every other day because his quarterback has been out due to an appendectomy. Who's better, you or Justin Jefferson? It's a, I swear to God, everybody asks Jamar Chase, who's better, you or Justin Jefferson? Who's better, you or Justin Jefferson? Every national media member coming through is asking that. Of course, Jamar thinks he's better than Justin Jefferson. And I so know do he I. Rank himself. He is better. I mean, he's always he's. There's never been a time where it wasn't better. When they right. were 19, he was the number one receiver on LSU. Justin Jefferson fell in the draft much lower than than Jamar Chase did, even though he shouldn't have. Much lower than Jamar Chase did after taking a year off. So all of those things, right? But I, I really think he could be the offensive player of the year. In watching him in camp, he's so much better than he was last year. He's a more really? complete route runner. He told me how like he was giving me a breakdown of his track workouts because in Super Bowl 56 there were a couple times he got tired and he admitted that and even though he was really good against Ramsey he said he got tired at times and those are the things that experience teaches you so when you're one of these freakish athletes right freaks of nature and you're like okay this is what I got to do to get my body right to perform at the highest level always 
Combine that with a better offensive line. Combine that with uh, a scheme that I think is going to utilize him and move him around more. I think he's going to line up in the slot more. It's not going to just be a bunch of go balls. I think they're going to find ways to manufacture touches for Jamar Chase. So this idea of 81 receptions, that target share is going to go up, and those receptions are going to go up. Would not shock me if he clears 100 receptions, 1,600-plus yards, maybe more than that. He might get touches out of the backfield. Um, And so I I think he is obviously the Bengals' number one weapon. But I I think he's going to have a huge season. And the other thing that I noticed about him, and again, this is not a homer pick, I promise. He's so consistent in camp right now without Burrow. He's catching passes from Brandon Allen. A lot of y'all listening to Locked on NFL don't know who the hell Brandon Allen is. Right. So I think Jamar Chase is a, a sneaky good pick. Uh, for offensive player of the year one of my favorite players in the league you know I was all over him coming out of the draft and I I, I would have fought somebody who told me he wasn't going to be good and I wanted to fight people last year when he was having those problems in camp and I was like just chill it'll happen and then all of a sudden he catches that deep ball against the Vikings and things just go crazy for him so uh, I like yeah his bet online odds sorry to cut you off plus 2500 right now wow Justin Jefferson plus 900. I know who I would bet out of those two. Yeah, me too. Um, he's just, uh, I, I've seen them interact with each other. Justin Jefferson treats Jamar Chase like he's better than him. You know, he sort of treats him like big brother. So, uh, even though he's younger, even though he's younger too, you're right. You're right about right, that. Right, right. So, you know, he treats him like the alpha dog. He was at Chase's workout at LSU. And, you know, it says a lot, and this is not, not a knock against Justin Jefferson, there's just sometimes a pecking order when you know a guy's that guy. For me, I'm going to go with a different position, and I'm going to go with someone who I kind of beat up on a little bit because I think he gets a little bit of a pass, a pass that, say, like a guy like Lamar Jackson doesn't get. Justin Herbert. I'm really tired of everybody crowning Justin Herbert without Justin Herbert going to the playoffs or without Justin Herbert actually – leading a very, very talented team to another level. I think he's going to do it this year because I do believe he is a supremely talented quarterback, and I think he's surrounded by great weapons in uh, Los Angeles. I almost said San Diego because I'm still doing that. But <laughs> I do believe he's going to put up monumental numbers. He has the, the, the guys around him. And finally, they have a better offensive line in, in Chargerland than they've had probably in 20 years. So mm-hmm. – I look forward to that team making a little bit of a move, and I look forward to him making a little bit of a move. I'm looking at uh, 40-plus touchdowns, uh, 12 or less interceptions, about 5,000 yards, and if he catapults them into the playoffs and they can make a little bit of a run, I think it's going to be an easy decision for people to give Justin Herbert the MVP next year because I think his talent uh, screams that he's that good. The MVP or Offensive Player of the Year? Offensive Player of the Year and challenge yeah. for MVP, right. Yeah, yeah, so his Offensive Player of the Year odds at Bet Online plus 2,500. So the, the equivalent to Joe Burrow, the equivalent uh, to Jamar Chase, Nick Chubb, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson plus 1,600, along with Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey. The favorite is Jonathan Taylor at plus 700. I like this pick because here's the thing. Justin Herbert's going to put up numbers. And so let's say they don't necessarily make that that playoff run or they're not one of the top seeds in the AFC. Maybe they do go to to the playoffs, but they're a wild card team. Well, maybe MVP's out of range, and maybe it's not, but maybe it is if if that's the case and they're not, you know, winning their division. But he can still win Offensive Player of the Year. 
Okay. And that's why I like it. You know there's going to be the volume. You know it's going to be a pass-heavy offense. You know he's going to put up big numbers. And so when you have that, I get it. And I, I think that's a, another good bet. Look, I like betting on freaks. And I say that it's a term of endearment when we're talking about athletes. If you're a freak, a, freak I'll is bet always on you. a term of endearment, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways uh, I'll let that one go. But yeah, I, I think uh, not that I disagree with you, Wick. But point is, is Justin Herbert's a freak. Jamar Chase is a freak. And if you're betting on guys like that, young guys that could take another step, given what's around them, given you know just their age and development and all of those things, you got to feel good about it. And so I, I'm not going to argue with either of these picks. I, I think other guys could win it. But to me, like. Justin Jefferson, plus 900, probably a bad bet. Jonathan Taylor, for as great as he is as the favorite, Mm -hmm. the reason I would say he's a bad bet is because he plays running back and you have the worst odds. And so when you couple those together, what if he gets nicked up for two games, three games? That's it. That's it. Like Derrick Henry did last year, right? It, it just—it doesn't matter just about your talent. And so if you're going with a running back, I'm not saying don't. I'm not position biased. But if you're doing that, Guess what? You want to get a little better odds than just plus 700 because a lot's going to have to happen for that guy to win and be offensive player of the year. What about defensive player of the year? Mm -hmm. Well, we'll shift gears and we'll talk about that next right here on Locked On NFL. But first, I mentioned it a couple times during that first segment. Bet Online is a one stop shop for all things sports betting. So if you're looking to wager on offensive player of the year, Rookie of the Year, MVP, who's going to win it all, and anything and everything in between this football season, we got to get the bet online. And it isn't just football. Let's say you want to wager on baseball with the Padres, who struggled against the Dodgers over the weekend, but you know they might be able to make a run here, or you just think one of these other teams is going to make a run in all the way to the World Series, where you can wager on baseball, UFC, everything and anything in between, including the NBA future bets with Kevin Durant still wanting out of Brooklyn. Will he get out of there? I think the Celtics should trade for him. We'll see if that happens. But get to bet online today. Sign up for free. It's easy to do. And start winning right now. I'd use them. You should too. Bet online. Where the game starts. And you start here with us on Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. It's James Rapine. I'm Tony Wiggins riding shotgun. And we're going to get to now the defensive player of the year candidates. I'll go first this time. It's somebody that would have easily won this award last year had it not been for Aaron Donald being so great. I'm going with Michael Parsons, man. Michael Parsons recently yeah. said he has the, 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 the Mamba mentality and he, and he has the same drive that Michael Jordan had. And I believe him. I think he, you don't talk about freak. I think he's a freak. He's a freaky athlete. I think he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And now I think Dallas is going to need him to play lights out because I think they're going to be in a bunch of shootouts because I just think they're a little bit dysfunctional. And they're going to always be one of those teams that's in these games where the other team is going to be able to throw the ball and and that's going to open up a chance for him to make a lot of plays. I think Michael Parsons will be the defensive player of the year. I think he'll have more than 12 sacks. I think he'll make big plays. I think he'll be uh, involved in a lot of strip sacks, uh, causing turnovers. I even envision a pick six touchdown for Michael Parsons. Wow. Because they're going to move him all around. 
I think he's a budding superstar. I do think the talk about him being as good as Lawrence Taylor is a little bit crazy, but he's he's a he is stellar. He is a guy that came into the league last year and immediately paid dividends and immediately looked like he belonged in the NFL. And that's a very hard thing for a rookie to do. I think he's worked hard in the offseason. I've seen him with some of the uh, Andre Cisco and uh, from the Jaguars. They were all out. I think he's done everything you want a second-year player to do. I think he's greedy, and I think he's hungry, and I believe Michael Parsons will be the defensive player of the year this year. Yeah, I could I could certainly see it. Look, it, it, it's so funny. He fell in the draft because like linebacker, and they put him on the edge. It's like, oh, look, what did we find here? And so could he yeah. take another step? Absolutely he could. Now, will he face more double teams without Randy Gregory in town? That's a question, right? But I'm wagering on a guy, and last year T.J. Watt, it was his age 26 season. He goes, throws up 22 and a half sacks, wins defensive player of the year. I'm going to go with someone else in the AFC North. And he's also 26. And he's also a stud. And his name is Miles Garrett. You know, mm. 16 sacks last year. If the Browns are going to win, and we know that Deshaun Watson is going to be out for quite some time, maybe all the entire season, who knows, right? Maybe it's 12 right. games. But he's going to miss a lot of time. Guess how the Browns are going to win games this year? The Browns are going to win games by running the ball with Nick Chubb and suddenly disgruntled Kareem Hunt, punting the ball, kicking some field goals with their rookie kicker, Cade York, and slowly but surely winning with defense. And that means Miles Garrett's going to have to have a huge year. I mean, they're going to have to win games the same way the Steelers did last year. It, it, it really is. It's going to be the running back show. Um, they don't even have the outside talent that I, I, Pittsburgh had last year. I do like Amari Cooper. But it's not like you're going to bank on, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Could he be okay? Sure. But is he better than Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, you, you know, in, in those guys in Pittsburgh? They obviously had Juju there last year. No, but I, I think that the way they win, running the ball, taking care of the football, getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, forcing big plays on defense. I like the Browns uh, on defense outside of that defensive tackle spot, which means Miles Garrett, huge year, wouldn't shock me one bit if he tops that 20-sack mark this season. Played in all 17 games last year, had 16 sacks. I think he gets at least four more this year. Give me Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. And shout-out to T.J. White because I inexplicably named Aaron Donald the winner last year of this award. But it's like I feel like Aaron Donald's won this award every year I mean, he's been in the league, right? I wouldn't but, argue with you. You're good. Right, You're good. right, right. But uh, that just goes to show you, man, that there's some really dynamic players in this league when you um, – I, I didn't. Miles Garrett didn't even cross my mind, and he's literally the best defensive end in the NFL right now. So, um, I do believe that uh, you're right. You're spot on with it, and you have a you have a good candidate to to win that award, and good reasoning for it. The difference between him and Parsons to me is you can hide Michael Parsons a little bit. You can stand him up. You can move him around. I think Miles is going to be a double team candidate because he's probably going to line up in one spot all season, and teams will do little silly stuff like go away from him and try to avoid him. But he's still very, very disruptive. And uh, he's also a freaky Julius Peppers type athlete. So uh, two good two good candidates. We'll just have to see how it, how it plays out with those two guys. Now, the third segment is going to be dedicated to a combination of rookie, comeback, and uh, most improved. I don't necessarily have a comeback player of the year because I can't think of anybody who – I want to say it's Derrick Henry. I do. 
you do have one. All right, so oh, let's yeah. make sure we get to the third segment. Let's get to the third segment, and we'll we'll do that. James and Tony here on Locked On NFL. We'll talk about comeback, rookie, as well as most improved. We'll do it just a second here on the Wednesday on Locked On NFL. All right, let me get to my comeback player of the year, Tony, because there's a couple. You know, there, there's a couple, and more than a couple, really. I mean, you could name Derrick Henry, like you mentioned, Jameis Winston, a lot of people on the Jameis Winston train. If Deshaun Watson actually played, you could say that. I think that's a really long shot, even though he's third, according to Bet Online odds buys. Michael Thomas getting a lot of love. Chase Young makes a lot of sense. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Lamar Jackson. But since this is the freak episode, and, and, and we're talking about freaky, how about one of the best and biggest freaks in the NFL and a guy that, to me, workload-wise, might have gotten worn down, might have had a, a little bit of bad luck, but when he's healthy, I think he's – in fact, am I willing to say this? Yeah, I think so. I, I would take healthy Christian McCaffrey over any other running back in oh, the NFL. Oh, Over any of okay. them. Healthy. Now, I get it. He hasn't been healthy for a while, but – it's not like he's ever had an elite quarterback. You know, right. Cam was past that elite space when McCaffrey mm-hmm. got there. And he's put up numbers. And I get it, the volume and all of those things. But this guy runs routes like a receiver. You can use him in a bunch of different ways. And guess what? That's today's NFL. I want a guy that can be in on all three downs and run between the tackles when you need him and split out in the slot when you need him and, and run uh, any different number of, of routes and, and paths and all of those things. So to me, Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, is going to put up huge numbers and is going to be right there for comeback player of the year. And so could I say any number of guys? Sure. But Jameis Winston, he's been fine in the NFL. You know, he hasn't been great. I don't think he's been a bust, but he hasn't been a star. To be comeback player of the year, you know, were you a star before and then you got injured? Christian McCaffrey was, and he's been hurt for a couple of years. And so I think if he plays at a high level, he could win this award. Now, any number of these guys could. But I really like McCaffrey's chances, especially with Baker Mayfield. I mean, is that is mm-hmm. that crazy to think of? I think that's a pretty good fit. Yeah, it is a good fit. That's why I said the difference between most improve and comeback is kind of weird to me because, as you saw, who I put up is Jameis. I had Jameis because because it's it's hard for him to come back as a comeback player of the year because he's never really like been that guy, even though he threw over thirty touchdowns. He also had thirty picks in Tampa. That's right. I think he's going to be considered the most improved player. I really believe he's going to have a huge year, even though he turned his ankle uh, here early in camp. But with Chris Olave and Mike Thomas, and of course those running backs, and then at some point he's going to get Alvin Kamara back after the six game suspension. I really believe that Jameis Winston is going to have a big, big year, and this is a year. Let me tell you something. They play Tampa really, really tough. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, even with Tom Brady, they have given Tampa the works. You know, Mike Evans has a hard time getting open with uh, Latimer guarding him. I really believe that if they get the offensive output from Jameis Winston and the consistency and the lack of turnovers, I think they're going to make some noise in the AFC South and I think number, you know, number two is going to be a, a big time reason. They finally moved that that dude to Taysom Hill. They finally moved him to tight end where he needs to be, and they're giving the rings of this team over to Jameis Winston. And Jameis plays well this year. He's going to get a big contract. Mm-hmm. So, he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, 
he doesn't even look like the same guy, especially when you look at his face. He's really, really uh, thin. I, I think Jameis Winston has a chance to be the comeback player deal, and that's that's who I'm. I'm kind of pulling for him because I'm a Florida State supporter, but I'm also pulling for him because I really do think he's a good guy who's just gotten a little bit of a bad rap, but he's also unintentionally the funniest player in the NFL to me. I, I, I've never laughed at anybody else more than I've laughed at him, and I don't even think he tries to do it. He's just funny naturally, and I told Ross this, man. i never forget when he was running through the machine and he got stuck. It's, just, it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen watching him do interviews and watching him interact. So uh, fortunately for me, uh, or, or hopefully for him, that means it translates to him playing better on the field, keeping the turnovers down, and being considered a guy who's a comeback player of the year. Rookies? Well, let me ask you this, because yeah. I was about to go there. If if Winston wins comeback player of the year, is it partially because Chris Olave is in the offensive rookie of the year mix? Is that is that yes. what you're thinking? Absolutely, along with Mike Thomas coming back. Yeah, I think it's a part of it. I think, I think it's definitely a part. They really invested in the offense in the offseason. They took Trevor Penning also in the first round. Um, Normally, they, they, they had over the years been adding to their defense so much, and the defense is really a, a good defense. And now they have Tyron Matthew. But, yeah, I think Chris Olave, I, I was a big Chris Olave guy. In fact, of all of the receivers that came out last year, he was my number one. He was my favorite guy. He was. Now that's a bit much. Now he was. a bit much. He and was. I like over, Chris Olave. Over, I, had him, I had him ranked over Garrett Wilson, and I had him ranked it, over uh, Jameson Williams. I did. That's nonsense. That's the one that's nonsense. It could the reason be why? Than Wilson. Sure. Why? Why? The reason why? No, it was because when Jamison Williams at Ohio State, he couldn't get past Chris Olave. And I trust Brian Hardline for a reason. Jamison okay. Williams, Jameson Williams, he's a great player, but I thought Chris Olave was the best guy. He put up numbers when other guys were putting up numbers. And then the kid that got at Ohio State now might be better than all of them. So are we doing this? Yeah, because we're doing it. All right, so by that logic, JT Barrett should be the quarterback of the Bengals and Joe Burrow should be a assistant Absolutely coach not. the Lions. Absolutely so, not. But by that logic, Absolutely I, I think not. So you're trying Williams, to tell me now Chris Olave can't play? No, I'm saying he's Chris, not the best receiver in this draft class. There's a, there's a difference. There's what a difference. other kid was hurt, too? I mean, yeah, I mean, Jameson had a knee injury, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take Chris Olave and send him to Alabama last year, you don't think he puts up those numbers? No, not oh, Jameson Williams numbers. Nope. No, I do. I think he no. puts up those numbers. Come on. I, I just, I think he puts Jameson up. Williams and, and people want to throw out there Drake London. And I talked to people in California, mm-hmm. USC, and they're like, oh, Drake London's a freak. And you know, all no, these guys, Traylon Burks, he's going to replace AJ. Brown. look, he looks the same man of these dudes in reality. Yeah. Jameson Williams is the freak. Or the closest one to being the freak. Okay. Now, Willie, I, I, I don't know. Because I, I don't love I don't think these receivers are. You know, this isn't Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. No. This isn't Jerry, Judy, Justin, Jefferson. You know, this isn't that. It is, it's just not. C.D. Lamb. I mean, those guys are, you know, those are all ballers. And I'm not but saying that's that that, that's who, But ball. that's who Olave reminds me of body-wise. He reminds me of C.D. Lamb. That's the comp I gave him in the pre-draft. You think he's got those running, that that running route running ability though? I think he's a speedster. I think he's a go send him on a go route. That's not bad. I'm not saying he's not going to have an impact. I just don't think he's the number one receiver in this class. That's all I'm saying. I think he's actually right. a really good fit in New Orleans and a really good compliment to Mike Thomas or vice versa. Mike Thomas 
depending on where he's at in his career now, right. a good compliment to Olave. Um, you know the one that, that should be in the mix here, and we'll see, because it's really hard to trust, the New York Jets, but Brees Hall should be in the mix. I agree. He should. He, he should get a ton of touches. He should get some work out of the backfield. He's good out of the backfield. So we'll see. So uh, the two for me, if Jamison Williams wasn't coming back from the injury, yeah, it would be him. I'll default, though, uh, to Brees Hall afterwards. I, um, I, I'm just looking, though. Kenny Pickett getting a lot of love. There's no way I would bet on Kenny Pickett. No, I heard his third string right now anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just that, – that's the one I would have to bail on. I, I don't buy that. Um I think Mitch Trubisky is going to start at least early, which is going to cut into those numbers that Kenny Pickett would get. So, so actually, here's my we 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 got off on the Olave tangent, but my actual pick was Kayvon Thibodeau. I heard he's been wearing people out in camp. I asked Patricia Trainer about him, and mm-hmm. she said, "Yeah." So, I'm in Jacksonville, and everybody knows that. So, you know, why you take Trayvon Walker? Trayvon Walker is great. Trayvon Walker has done. He has shown up to be the physical freak that we all thought he was going to be, and he, he he's great. He's going to be a really, really, really good player. A lot of the things he does, though, a lot of the things that he does, they don't necessarily show up on the highlight reel. And he, he got a sack in the Hall of Fame game, but he also caused another one. And it didn't, it, you know, and Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast, broke it down and gave him credit for it. He said, nope, this was caused because he did this. He took on two guys, and Arden Key ran right past on the little bit of a uh, what they the little twist that they do. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think Trevon Walker is going to have a tremendous impact and be like a eight and a half, nine sack guy. Lots of tackles for losses, lots of batted balls. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a fourteen sack guy, and the reason why I think that is because. I don't think his responsibilities are going to be the same as Trevon Walker. I think Trevon Walker is going to be a more of an edge setter. I think they're going to just flat out turn Kayvon Thibodeau loose. I heard he's been unblockable in New York, and it's New York. If he does yeah. anything well in New York. New York, it is going to be blown up, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's he's going to embrace it. They call him Hollywood, man. I've heard people call him Hollywood and all of that stuff. He's going to embrace that whole thing. And uh, hopefully it doesn't get the best of him and it doesn't flame out like sort of like Odell did. But I really think anything he does in New York is going to be magnified. I agree with that part. And I respect what Patricia is saying. And I don't deny it at all. And I understand what you're saying, too. But you're right. It's New York. Their next offensive lineman that they get that's quality will be the first one they've had in quite some time. Defense (laughs) wins early in camp. 14 sacks? Yeah. You think you think he's Micah Parsons? Yep, I, that's a, that's exact. But no. that's exactly the. I'm glad no. you said it. I'm glad you no. said hell no. I got you cursing on here. Hey, no. but that's exactly the comp hell that I used in the draft. I said no. I said that he was Micah Parsons. Yeah, that's exactly who I said. I said in the draft. I said they did the same thing to Micah Parsons. He fell in the draft because people were like, he didn't play hard all the time, and and this and that and the third. And I was like, okay. I think those guys like that, I think Kayvon has been the best player on his team and the best player in his league ever since he was a kid. I'm I'm serious. He was my guy in the draft. I didn't necessarily think the Jaguars were going to take him, and I like the Trevon Walker pick a lot. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm not saying he's a better player than 
Trevon Walker. What I'm saying is, numbers-wise and what they're going to ask him to do, he's going to get a lot of sacks. That's just what he's going to do. He's going to be a sack artist. Trevon Walker's going to be asked to set the edge and, and play in coverage and do a lot of other things. I think they're sending that kid in New York mm-hmm. up and through around every gap they could to try to sack the quarterback. And I think those guys in the NFC East are going to let him get to him a lot, especially the dude in Washington. He's in trouble. He's going to sack that dude in Washington five times this year. Watch. That dude in Washington. You can't even say his name, huh? Carson freaking Wentz, who stinks right now, according to everybody, the rooster and everybody else that I've been listening to. They're getting what they deserve because he's terrible. What happens when Carson Wentz stiff arms Kayvon Thibodeau to the ground? The first time he tries to sack him. Ain't nobody going. Carson Wentz ain't stiff arming nobody. (laughs) Yeah, I might have gone a little too far there. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton or something. Carson Wentz is going to be running for his life. He's going to throw the ball left-handed. That's what he's going to do. Maybe Ron Rivera should have called Cam Newton this offseason instead. Who knows? Um, Here's what I do know. It ain't going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm going to get cold take like crazy if it is. I'm, I'm selling that stock. Who could it be? I mean, there's a lot of defensive players in this draft. Right, starting at the top, like you said with Walker, uh, the other one I would say, a little, a little Sauce Gardner. The one that worries me a little bit is um, the uh, the corner at LSU, third to the Texans. I, I want to make sure he's healthy. I forgot his name. Oh, he's about. healthy. He's healthy. He can play too, man. No, I know he. Can. You're talking about Derek Stingley. Stingley. Derek yeah, Stingley. I know there we go. Yeah. He, yeah, he can go. So, so if he's healthy, it's his first healthy year in a while, and this was a guy as a freshman. That was given Jamar Chase problems in practice. Right. I'm just so if he's healthy, that would be a guy like I, I would roll with one of the corners, honestly. Stingley, Sauce, man, you, you those two dudes are are freaks. It's the the theme of today's show apparently. So uh, that's what I would roll with. You're rolling with Kayvon Thibodeau. Can't wait to see that Carson went stiff arm. It's like the Heisman. He's be doing the Heisman, dude. You're crazy, man. You've been in that sun too much. That sun been baking your brain, man. And Carson Wentz ain't stiff-arming nobody, man. I just, I, we ain't going to stiff-arm our people, man. We're going to thank them today for checking us out here on Locked On NFL. Make sure you check out Locked On Fantasy Football also with Vinny Iyer. I know you guys are all getting ready for your fantasy drafts. I'm doing the same thing. I'm in a PPR. I'm in two different PPR leagues. I got a third pick and I got the 12th pick. So make sure you check out Vinny Iyer so he can give you all of the information that you need on the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Wig's going to pick Kayvon Thibodeau, third no, overall. N- no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not. I might take Jamar Chase, though, third overall. <laughs> there we go. I might, I might do that, right? <laughs> hey, man, y'all, thank y'all for joining us here on Locked on NFL. Do what we always say. Make sure you take care of each other, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, too, because it's coming right back with another crew here on the Locked on NFL podcast. Take care.